0: Victory Podcast.
1: Long time no see. What's up, everybody? Austin Nelson here with Second in Victory, uh, alongside my guys Brett Bachelor and Chris Carter. Guys, it's been a few weeks, but what's going on? Feels good to be back. Glad. Does feel good to be back. I know no, it's been a minute, man. Well, last time we did the podcast was, was with uh Rhett Brian from Titans Radio. So that was that was cool to talk to him for a little bit. But the goat. um, yeah, man, I just want to chime in for some some Titans talk tonight. Um, before we get started, pause the podcast and make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at second and victory. Um, you'll find some good stuff there. Always posting about Titans latest news and and uh memes and, and stuff like that. You guys will enjoy. So second and victory on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well and uh, rate and uh all that you know like i said tell your friends tell your friends and, and whatnot and we are brought to you by broadway sports media and the 440 sports network um so well guys i mean i i kind of said the other day when uh when it happened i was like emergency podcast this week we got to talk about it it's got it's got it got to be talked about but um isaiah wilson the 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 I mean, what is there to say about him? What's there not to say about him? Because he didn't do a whole lot for this team. Um, But he tweets – what's today? He tweets Monday night. Let me just get this pulled up for you guys. He tweets Monday night and says, I'm done with football as a Titan. No further comments. When you first see that, what is the first reaction in your head, Brett?
2: That he's done as a Titan. Uh, when When a player comes out and says that, it's like, Okay, they're, they're, who was it? Uh, bro, it was a dude in the NBA. I forget who it was. He said, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And he was playing, and he's playing either Phoenix or Milwaukee. It was like two years ago. But when it's, it's sim- a similar situation that I saw, too. It's like, okay, at this point, you just got to cut your ways, is what you would think, bro, because if a player is unhappy, Normally, the play, the team will do what they can to keep him, or vice versa. But in this situation, when you have a guy that played just four snaps, and as you said, was there to talk about him, was not there to talk about him. When it gets to this point, you would think that if he's just that done and doesn't want to be here anymore, that that's the road that everybody's going to go down.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Titans tape, but I'm not sure on Twitter. But right when he tweeted that, they uh, they retweeted him and said, "Did you ever get started?" I mean, <laughs> he ended up with what five snaps, right? Four. Um, five yeah four, four snaps. Four, four snaps. Um, I mean, the, the guy the guy needs to get away from football, I think because I think there's uh, some some serious things going going around. Uh, whether it's the the circle that he's keeping or his his desire to be a rapper. Uh, which seems to be the, the new that's a thing whole another podcast we're talking about um, but I don't know the whole thing is just uh, very strange it's it's probably the weirdest situation that we've seen with the Titans player I would say by far I mean, by I mean, far this, the uh, it's, it's, it's not like obviously he's had some legal trouble but that's that's like it's not like a pac-man situation right? Like, it's not that kind of stuff. It's Pac-Man
1: just, had talent. Pac-Man played. Like, yeah. Pac-Man contributed yeah. for a little bit.
0: I, I still think Pac-Man's probably a top three Ooh. most electric player to ever put on a Titans uniform. Oh, my He's gosh. Up there.
1: He's up there. Um,
0: but with all that said, it's, it's a bizarre situation. Uh, my biggest concern for the team is the cap hit. So as long as they can get out from under that, which uh, seems apparent at this point. Because and here's the thing too, Chris, he's kind of know. burned every bridge with his his finances. It seems
1: not to interrupt you, but he has. I mean, the Titans haven't even like officially cut him. They haven't made a statement yet either. So like Isaiah Wilson tweets that I'm done with football as a Titan. But is he like? To tell, what if yeah. the Titans? I mean, the Titans have not yeah. said, "Hey, you are released," because I'm sure they're behind the scenes working out that kind of stuff. Can they get his money back uh, before they actually do something with him? Because if they can't. Do you try to make He's it work staying. one more time? I mean, they one still one
0: more year. They still have what six more months before they even have to cut the roster down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, what's one roster spot for him to be sitting there and and you know not reporting them them figuring out a way just to, to get out from under that money?
1: So let me let me throw this at you guys. It's kind of uh, Luke Worsham from A to Z Sports put an article out and um, just kind of kind of go you know, what's happened since Isaiah Wilson was drafted in April of last year. Um, July 28th, he is placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. And at the time that's when COVID was kind of beginning, um, in, in, in the NFL world, it wasn't, we weren't very sure how it was going to all work out. So he goes on the list, which is fine. Um, he's activated on August 3rd, August 15th. he is at a party at TSU and nearly jumps off a two-story balcony to avoid police. Okay. So there's that September 6th. He's again placed on the co- uh, reserve COVID-19 list for the second time. Activated five weeks later, September 11th, he crashes into a concrete wall with his car and arrested for a DUI. Again, this guy is 21. He is very young, very immature. Um, 21 year olds do that. But when you are a first round pick in the National Football League, that is something you cannot do. That's a massive no, no. Um, A few weeks later, October 23rd, he misses multiple practices due to a headache. Um, That's from A to Z Sports. They reported that. The 27th, just a couple days later, he's involved in another uh, car accident and totaled his vehicle. There, uh, he makes his NFL debut, and I put that in quotations for those that cannot see that uh, NFL, NFL debut on a field goal that he got mobbed on. Y'all, I mean, we guys have seen the the gif, the video of that against the Colts. He comes in for like a field goal snap and absolutely gets destroyed by two defensive linemen. And then December 5th, he is suspended by the Titans for violating team rules. And they, of course, the Titans had no further comment on that. Four days later, he's placed on the reserve non-football illness list, and they kind of tell him to not come back, Um, you know, go, go take care of whatever you're dealing with in your head and don't be around the building. And then January 1st, he's seen partying on a boat in Miami while the Titans are in Houston trying to beat the Texans. So... Just an uh, ultimate team player, this guy is.
2: I, I Chris mentioned that he needed to – I'm trying to remember the word that you used of find himself away from the football field. It makes me wonder if part of the issue is him being away from the organization because when somebody is going through such tough times like that, obviously we don't know what all is going on with outside of, of his – world other than what we see on social media and what we hear it makes me wonder like obviously the titans are just trying to rid themselves of whatever's going on but it makes me wonder like would it be better for him if he was not on that NFL list to where he could still come to the facility not necessarily play he could be a healthy scratch but to where he's around somebody that can at least push him in the right direction and be around those influences because guys like taylor the and Dennis Kelly and Ben Jones would be awesome for him to hang around with because they know that they can show him in the right direction because all of these problems are coming off the football field. He's not getting in trouble with penalties and all that because he only played four snaps. But all these issues are coming away from the football field where it just seems like he has no guidance for him.
0: Um, I get where you're coming from, but I don't think he wants it. Um, I mean, I think, I, I think it was Dennis Kelly that even kind of spoke out about like they've – it may have been Saffold. One of the guys. Saffold. He it was Saffold. Saffold
1: tweeted something, yeah. Uh,
0: about them, you know, them being there for him and stuff, and it, it clearly isn't something that he desires. Uh, he doesn't want that support system. He wants. I think he has a circle of friends that are probably really bad influences, and that's probably what he leans on, and and that's part of where the problems come from. Um, you know, I I think it's uh, one of the things we haven't even talked about is the. The birthday thing, where he was upset that they didn't promote his birthday on Twitter. Um,
2: That's so childish. And, and
0: and if y'all remember, he one of the things he said in an interview a while back was that he didn't choose Bama because Nick Saban wouldn't give him a hug. Yes. Um. So I mean, it, it's just a weird, weird dynamic. He's, he's a weird
1: dude, and yeah. he's a bum. And I don't think he'll ever play another NFL snap again. That's my guess. I think he's done. I don't know what team would want to pick him up with all the issues that he's had. Um, I mean, he's not tradable it, at all. No,
2: there's
1: no God No, no yeah. chance. Um, We'd we
0: have to give up a pick. I think, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah,
1: here's here's Isaiah Wilson and a third. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want back? Nothing. Just just take that, please. <laughs> so I. I here, and we can talk about another aspect of this, John Robinson. How much blame do you put on him for making that pick, uh, for taking him? Did he – what did he not know about Isaiah Wilson? Did he know everything? They obviously talked You're, multiple times. Right.
0: There, there's been a lot of, I feel like, revisionist history going on with Isaiah Wilson. I think it's Albert Breer uh, has come out and said, oh, these problems existed. We, you know, nobody yeah. talked about problems with Isaiah Wilson. Uh, even even buck rising recently tweeted and said i had his line o-line coach on right after he was drafted and and there was no signs of any of this like there's a lot of revisionist history going on uh it it seems kind of targeted like they're trying to make j-rob look bad um but i mean none of this nobody knew this was going to happen no i mean if, if if there were rumors the guy was lazy the guy was lazy this goes far beyond laziness. He has yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Issues, issues. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. Um, for as bad as, as an offseason, and I mean, it, it's one of the top three worst offseasons in Titans history is, is me being a fan. Um, just from the free agency, from Vic to, to Clowney not producing, you know, from Jonathan Joseph, just things like that in the, in the draft class. It, it didn't produce – Add Isaiah Wilson problems, too. On top of that, it was just an awful offseason for John Robinson. So I almost want to give this guy a pass because I don't think, like you said, Chris, nobody could have predicted how, how stupid Isaiah Wilson could have been. Right. If, if Isaiah Wilson's drafted, this happens while Isaiah Wilson's on the uh, Ravens. Do we know about this? Do we hear about this as much as we are now? Probably not. But it's because it's so local, and it's he's a, a player on our team. Of course, we're gonna pay more attention to it. But this guy is a—he's a mess, man. Yeah. And I just cut it, your ties with the guy and let him go and, and start over.
0: And and not to continue harping on defending John Robinson, but we know injuries play a big issue in this draft class too. Yeah, uh, obviously played a big issue with Clowney. Clowney produced when he was here; it just he wasn't did. the sad numbers. He was—he was creating chaos in the backfield constantly. Um, Fulton's a long-term starter. I think we saw enough of, of Evans to, at the end of the season where if he's healthy, he's a solid contributor on this offense. Uh, and I think Merch, uh, Larell Murchison's probably a, a long-term guy. Um, I think there's going to be some solid production out of this draft class. We didn't get it in year one. Year one was also the craziest year in our existence. I mean, let's be real with COVID and and everything going on. um, So for, for people I I heard on the radio today and I'm not sure who, it was one of those new midday slot guys. I don't know. Um, But they were talking about how John Robinson is, is uh, just a slightly above average general manager. And I just don't understand how you can say that about a guy that took a team with five wins over two seasons and has had a winning season every year of his of his tenure. Um, I don't know. It's it's he's made some incredible moves—the Tannehill move, the Demarco move. Uh, he's had some great draft classes. Um, I can't even imagine what this uh, Jeffrey Simmons AJ Brown draft class is going to look like in ten years. Um, his
2: his depth his depth in the draft classes. Um as well. His his rounds, <clears> second <throat> through fifth picks, have been unbelievable. And his undrafted free agents. Came out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he even came out and said, Isaiah Wilson's not the same guy that we vetted in the process before either. So, like, I'm I, completely with both of y'all that he's getting way too much flack for this because he's done so many good things for the organization to be hit, getting hit like this.
1: Of course. John and speaking of hit, John Robinson has had more hits than he has misses by a long shot. Way more. But listen, he's way had more. Some, he's had I, some misses. Kevin
2: Dodd, Kevin Dodd, Vic Beasley, Kevin Dodd, Vic Beasley, and Isaiah Wilson are the three that come off the top of your head. But other than that, I don't I can't off the top of my head start listing misses.
1: No, I mean like if if you, if we have to go back and dissect it, you said late, late pick drafting. Uh, he's he's had some misses. Cole McDonald was a miss. Luke Falk was a miss. Um
0: But those are six round picks that you're talking about. Yeah, but right. you could but have used out a
1: player that may have contributed.
0: I think another thing that makes John Robinson even more above average is that he's willing to admit that those are misses. Uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I, yes. Course, he, cut Dive. he cut died. he cut Beasley, he probably is gonna cut Wilson. He, like he owns up to it. He cut Jonathan Joseph. He cut what was that wide receiver? Nick Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Nick Williams. He cut Nick Williams. Like <laughs> cost the Buffalo. He, the he I, the kickers.
1: All the kickers. Yeah. Cool. and <laughs>
0: I don't I don't even know what to say about the kickers in Georgia. The but
1: kickers, like Yeah. We, we got on a side rant there, but the, I I agree. Like we can all keep, I mean, agree on that that, you know, as much blame as we can put on uh John Robinson, I think the bigger blame here is Isaiah Wilson and uh 100%. literally living up to his Twitter name at like lazy <laughs> lazy as shit is all he is. So, um, well, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully he is not a Titan for much longer, uh, but hopefully who is a Titan here soon is a guy who has been buzzing um, around town for a couple weeks now after he got released from the Texans. And that is JJ Watt. Um, I'll pull this up. Um, of course, JJ Watt is somebody we're all familiar with from being in the division for so many years. Um, and, and sacking plenty of Titans quarterbacks and, you know, being a – Specifically,
2: uh, Zach Mettenberger a million times. Yeah,
1: a thousand times. But J.J. Watt is a, is a future Hall of Famer, and if you can get a guy yeah. like that on your team, you 100%. And J.J. Watt is, had a good year last year and still has something some left in the tank, so I'm all about getting J.J. Watt to Nashville. But here's what I'm getting at. Um, Andrew uh, Filippone um, – I hope I'm saying his name right – at the Pony Express um, is a radio host in Pittsburgh. And they had uh, John Clayton on to talk about J.J. Watt obviously going to the Steelers to team up with his two brothers. And John Clayton says that J.J. Watt will not be going to Pittsburgh and that Tennessee, Green Bay, and Buffalo are three teams that are leading the list. Raiders are a dark horse and as well as the Browns. So that's good that there is talk that the Titans are in the mix. Chris, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I've said some things about JJ Watt over the years, uh, and it's all water under the bridge at this point. Uh, JJ, I'm a big fan. Um, (laughs) No, I'd I'd seriously love to have JJ uh, in two tone blue. Uh, I know JJ would love to be in uh, in you know older blue
1: um maybe he can make it happen maybe he's the guy that changes it
0: maybe maybe he convinces amy that we need to throw those or in convinces in
1: roger cadet because i'm pretty sure the nfl is the one holding the back right
2: it is yeah,
0: yeah. it's, it's the nfl um I, yeah I, I mean he's a he's a difference maker uh mm-hmm. he's one of the most noteworthy difference makers of the past decade um he's uh he's an incredible talent and like you said he had a solid year last year um I don't think the sack numbers were very high. I don't know the the stat off the top of my head, but uh, he was still wreaking havoc. Um, you know, we saw him we saw him in that last game uh, against the Titans, and and he was in the backfield multiple times. Um, he's a difference maker, and that's what you want uh, want on the defense. So, yeah, love to have have JJ here.
2: I kind of get the vibe uh, that we're looking at. It's kind of looking at another Clowney situation All where right. you have teams that are you have teams that are mentioned and you're trying to figure out who's in the lead, who's not in the lead, who's going to offer the most money, who's going to throw this at him, who's going to create space for him. Because with Clowney last year, okay, you heard the Titans. Uh, you heard – okay, then also the Browns would pop up and you heard Seahawks. Seattle's in the mix. Then the Saints are back in the mix, exactly. So many teams came in and out, and I think we're kind of going to get the same thing from J.J. Well, obviously it might not be as much, but I still get the same vibe.
1: So, I agree, disagree. I agree with the point that, I mean, if it's a guy like Clowney, it's a guy like J.J. Watt, a lot of teams are going to be in on the player. But I don't think it's going to be as extreme as Clowney. I don't think we're going to have to wait as long as Clowney. Um, we won't have XXX inked up Shane underscore XX tweeting about it. Y'all remember that? Yeah, um, That was wild. Saying he had sources, Clowney's coming. He ended up being right, but it just took a lot longer than what people wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I do think JJ Watt can sign today if he wanted to. He's able to um, sign whatever he wants to. So I do think it's not going to last as long. It might. It could be middle of March, but I don't think we we'll have to wait until you know leading up to the season for, for JJ Watt. Yeah, I don't, that's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: So I, w- uh, I wouldn't be shocked if JJ kind of intended to already have a decision made and sure. And once he I, realized what free agency was like, was probably a little overwhelmed. Uh, especially because probably every team in the NFL has called him. And I'm sure players on teams, buddies that he has. Well, I don't know if y'all have seen this, but now Taylor LeJuan has posted about him on Instagram. Yes. And that is not something Taylor does very often uh, in in the recruitment phase. So uh, that could be a good sign. Um, Also find it ironic that Taylor's Instagram post was liked by Isaiah Wilson. Um, (laughs) So... so, uh, but you know, when it when it comes down to it, the the community, the the relationships that that are in this or with this team, the variable uh, Those kind of things can help tie, tie a player to a team. I think. Uh, you so I this. think I think that helps uh, with the the Watt recruitment.
1: Also, to add to that, Chris, I think when Amy Adams strunk made her one million dollar donation to him during Hurricane Harvey,
0: am I right there? Yeah. Yeah. Hurricane yeah. Harvey.
1: That yeah. speaks volumes too. If anybody's going yeah. do- donate one million dollars to me and to help a cause, I think that that helps out. And I mean, obviously, she did it because of Houston and you know her being there and having ties to the organization. But and there was
0: one time where he tweeted about Nashville being awesome during the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't know if y'all remember that, but
1: I I I, do, I really do think the Titans are are in it. Um, now I think the Packers make sense being from Wisconsin. I think him playing alongside the Browns with, you know, alongside Miles Garrett, that would be incredible to watch. The Bills, all those teams John Clayton said are definitely three teams that I think make the most sense for J.J. Watt and who have been linked the entire time. Something else, um, Jeremy Fowler tweeted earlier today, uh, nothing is imminent with free agent J.J. Watt, who is in the process of narrowing his options for a new team, I'm told, but he's making progress in that area. Plenty of teams have gotten involved. So it sounds like he's making, he he has an idea of where he wants to go, but just kind of, you know, still laying low, so...
2: Hey, well look, look, there's gonna be there's not gonna be a Stanley Cup in Nashville this year. I'm gonna go ahead and put a bet on that. But
1: Definitely you do have
2: Harold Landry. you will have Rashawn Evans, you have you got guys, Jeffrey Simmons. So Jeff Simmons. JJ already likes Nashville, so just come play along, Jeff, and just enjoy the ride.
1: And listen, JJ's just one piece. Like that is just one this this you're not done with free agency just because you beat no. JJ Wide. That is just Heck the beginning. No. Uh, we know how bad yeah. this defense is. So, J.J.'s want to help immensely if that is the case. So, uh, we'll kind of dive in that in a second. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned the um, donation that Amy Adams-Strunk made um, a few uh, years ago to J.J. Watt. The Titans did something cool today. And because of the crazy snow so – what do you guys want to call it? snow snow snowpocalypse that we got last <laughs> week across – the entire country, pretty much. Uh, Texas yeah. got hit pretty hard. Hit hit pretty hard, and um, the Titans, along with the Jags and Colts, teamed up with the Texans uh, for a nice, generous donation to the state of Texas. Uh, so that was pretty cool that happened today. So Amy Adams um being the best owner in sports once again. So I just wanted to mention that and shout out to Amy. Um. All right, something else, you guys, before we hop on to our, our, our topic that we want to get into, um, our boy, my boy, the old boy here in Nashville, Marcus Mariota, has been a talk uh, pretty much the last few weeks. Um, a lot of teams need quarterbacks around the league, and Marcus is kind of one of those guys that I wouldn't say is the next franchise quarterback for any team, but he makes sense for a few teams who kind of need to bridge quarterback. He's making way too much money for the Raiders next year as a backup. Uh, He's definitely a cap casualty. Um, The Raiders aren't sure they're going to trade him yet. I don't think they'll get much back for him. So, I think cutting him will make the most sense. Where do you guys think Marcus goes, or does he stay in Las Vegas? I
2: I think think there's one team that he's a perfect fit for. uh, Hang on, Chris. I want to see if it's the same team, I think. You go first, though.
0: (laughs) I think he's a perfect fit for the Chicago Bears.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: that was was my second team.
0: Um, I I really think that he he'd flourish in that offense. Uh, Matt Nagy do well. yeah. Um, I I think he. I mean, we saw. Uh, I forget who that game was against uh, when he came in. Uh, the Chargers, after, yeah, the Chargers yeah. after Carr got hurt. Man, that was that was some 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 of that classic Mario to magic at times. Uh, he's still got it in him. Uh, he's just got to find it, and you know, I think it comes down to a lot of confidence and, and stuff like that. Um, I think the Bears would be an awesome fit. I'd watch as many Bears games as I could if Mariota was the starter. No hundred percent.
2: The Bears were my second team. Uh, as I only use them as my second team because I think the Bears feel like they are like one guy away from being very close to making a Super Bowl run. And I don't know if they think that Marcus is that guy. That's why they're pushing for Deshaun. And I think if they don't get Deshaun, then they might go Marcus instead. But I think my thought all along has been New England. And I know people have mentioned Possible about what the resign Cam or I don't know Rhett said, what if Dak went to New England? But I think that Marcus is that guy with a roster like that to take them to that nine and seven, eight and eight, possibly 10 and six record, just to get them into the playoffs, kind of like what he did in Nashville before they, because their roster is not blown up, but it's not where it once was. So I think the Marcus is that perfect guy to keep them in that middle of the road and keep them relevant in New England. And has- I think Belichick would like a guy like Marcus.
1: I was just going to say, too, but if you remember last year, the Patriots had a bunch of guys opt out. So, that that probably hurt them a lot in in terms of making the playoffs. But that's all I was going to say, Chris.
0: I have a a three-team trade idea. Uh, Tell me what y'all think about this. Uh, Mariota to the Niners. Jimmy G back to New England. Or, I'm sorry, Jimmy G to Oakland. And then Derek Carr to New England. Whoa. I,
2: could I mean see that, car in that would be that would be, be wild. Be it's thing. never was, going to happen, but that down. would be <laughs> wild. I mean, when, 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 has that when ever happened?
1: A, happen? a three-team team, trade with three quarterbacks.
0: But like, why did three-team trades not happen? Yeah, I agree. It's only an NBA. Isn't that weird? Or NHL. I, I I agree.
1: I'm with you. Yeah, I I would love to know when the last time that happened. The last three-team NFL. That trade would be was. three
0: fun situations, though. I I feel like
1: yeah. It's going to – I cannot wait. It's in March, March 17th, free agency starts in. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun just because I think Jimmy G, that's a guy who's, whose name has been brought up a lot. I do think the Raiders bring back Derek Carr. I, I thought I at too. first – the first like first year or two with Gruden and, and, and with the Raiders, it was how how do we get rid of Derek Carr. But I think they've kind of – they've liked each other enough. They have a good relationship now where Carr is going to stay. And I don't think Derek Carr is awful. I just don't think Derek Carr is going to take the Raiders to where they want to be.
0: And yeah. it's, as simple, it's as simple as that. Um, I mean, so, I, I feel like him and cousins are kind of in that same like. Sure,
1: hundred like, percent. yeah, I agree. So yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks, man. A lot of like you said, Deshaun Watson, Trubisky.
0: Um, Kurt, about, they mentioned Kurt to was like, Cousins him. have been talked about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard I heard cousins to the Niners has an idea the other day. Yeah. Do y'all, do y'all think
2: anything happens with Russ? I mean, I don't think so at all. But no. Yeah. No, no, apparently, apparently, not. apparently, teams called and they said, "What do you need?" And uh, three first-round picks this is what Schneider said. Hey, listen. I, I it love, would take I
0: listen. It would take more than that for me. I but love Ryan. I love Ryan Tannehill. I, I'm a Russell Russell Wilson stan. I love Ryan Tannehill, I, yeah.
1: but I would, I would, I would immediately trade three first-round picks mm-hmm. for and Russell Tannehill. Wilson. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent
0: i saying what Russ yeah. is that guy. Russ Russell is Wilson is is a uh, once elite, in a lifetime player, generational talent player.
1: Yes, he wants the offensive line. The Titans have that. They have it's a consistent
2: ne- running back. That's never exactly going to yeah. happen. No, but it'd be, it'd be a lot.
1: Of, it'd be a lot of fun to think about. In, He's in been sacked
2: almost four hundred times in his career already.
1: Yeah, forty plus sacks in eight seasons. I think is what the stat said today. Yeah, uh, Colin Cowherd. But all right, so what I asked you guys today, just something to talk about. And and we're gonna put uh, salaries aside. Don't even talk about what they'll get paid. Three free agents that are gonna be, you know, listed in, in just a few weeks that are on the market. Three free agents, just three names. They could be no Titans. budget, no budget, nothing. We're not talking about that. Just just three guys, and they could be Titans right now. They could be whatever team they're coming out of, three guys that you want John Robinson to sign.
0: Be- this, this, before this we go forward, I want to know how y'all split them. So I did – I had one offense and two defense.
2: I have I have two offense and one defense.
1: I wrote a few down just because if y'all take one, and I agree with them, I'm going <laughs> to say somebody else. It's what, is what I did.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> All
0: right, I'll so go first. I'm sure we'll uh, agree
1: on a few. Go ahead.
0: Uh, so my first one is uh, – a Rob Allen Robinson, uh, that do, that dude has done more with awful quarterbacks than I think any wide receiver I've seen in a long time. Uh, you put him with a in a in an offense like what the Titans have, with a quarterback like what the Titans have, and I man, I just can't even imagine how good Allen Robinson would be. Um, next up, I went Yannick Ng- Ngakwe. Uh, still young, man. It, it feels like he's been in the league for uh, back a Back up real quick. He's... Just real
1: quick. Back up really fast. What? You're taking Allen over Corey.
0: Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Dude, in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, Yannick Ngakwe was my second one. Uh, I, I can't believe he's, he's only 26, y'all. Yeah. Like, that dude feels like he's been around for a hot minute. Um, and then with my last one, it, we, we got to fix the edge spot. Obviously, uh, so I went with a, a guy that I don't think is going to hit the market, uh, but Hassan Reddick. Uh, I think I think he's a game game changer, playmaker. Uh, I think he uh, he kind of to me kind of fits the mold of what, what a Vrabel would like uh,
2: at that edge slot. So that, that's who I went with. I like it. Right. Yeah, I went, I went two offense, one defense. Chris, I got to agree with you. Austin, I'm going against you, too. I'm sorry. My first one was Allen Robinson as well. Yes, I'm taking him over Corey Davis. I think Allen Robinson is an unbelievable wide receiver that just needs to find that one guy to throw him the football and put him in the right spot and he'll be good to go. And I think that Nashville is a great fit for that. Um, my other one on defense, uh, Chris, I went similar to you to a degree, but I went different guy. I'm going Bud Dupree. I've always been a big Bud Dupree guy, and I think that if you can bring him, put him alongside Jeff and put him alongside Harold Landry and that little slot position, that he could really create some havoc. And then I went with one Titan, um, and that's just because I think the Titans don't really want to lose this guy at this position because he's so efficient at this position, and that's Jonu Smith. And I think Jonu Smith is a great guy that fits this offense so well. And then you go up the play action, and you can run so many plays with him, put him in at running back out wide at tight end. He's such a threat for this certain offense that he's got to be a guy I think you have to keep around.
1: And that's something we missed on, like, just talking about our agenda tonight, uh, John, and just kind of the whole talk about franchise tagging him. I think that's a guy that that to- makes total sense for John Robinson to franchise yeah. franchise yeah, tag. And, and
0: the tight end, end tag is is a steal, too. Yeah,
1: fairly cheap. When it comes so,
0: yeah, totally so agree.
1: So, I'm with that. All right. So, might are a little different than y'all's. Um, if we're gonna if i if I see three guys, I'm just gonna go for it. And and that's Shaq Barrett. I I yeah. just think that's one of the best edge yeah. rushers in the game right now. Um and and I think
0: I think, uh, think and he proved he's not just a flashing pan either. No, I mean, he's done it he's, two seasons in a he's row. He's
1: legit, now. man. Um, so I, I'm big on Shaq Barrett. I do think the Bucks try to keep everybody somehow, some way. I think the Bucks players are going to they'll take less money to stay and do it again.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I kind of like what they're doing down there in Tampa, um, and kind of everything you've heard about them. So um, if if I could pick, it's Shaq Barrett. Um, I'm going to stay defense and say Carl Lawson. Um, I'm a i am like Carl Lawson, and I think um, with the edge help we the Titans need. Uh, Carl Lawson makes a lot of sense I do I saw a rumor today saying that uh, the Bengals could franchise, franchise. him so that is not what you want to see um, but Carl Lawson and then so I'm gonna say going will say two names and I, I'm saying these. <laughs> I'm saying I'll say this he's name because, cheating, he's cheating at his own game all
0: right, I won't yeah. cheat I won't, I won't cheat all right I'll say
1: I'm gonna say all use one, one is an honorable mention I will do that then and my third will be Curtis Samuel
2: okay
0: See, I love that Panthers. because, like, man, I I would love for the Titans to have that gadget guy. Dude, that guy, I yeah. want a
1: Swiss Army knife. I want yeah. one.
0: That's why I, I and I've talked to you all about this. Like Kenneth Gainwell uh, from from yeah, the Memphis Tigers in the draft, like that would be gold for me. Like I I love those like interchangeable guys that you can move yeah. literally anywhere on the offense. Curtis Samuel fits up.
1: So I'm I'm big on Curtis Samuel. I like him a lot, and um, that would be very cool. If the Titans could grab him, um, and he's not a he's not a wide receiver too, by any means. Um, the Titans would have to address that if Corey Davis leaves. Um, but honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention. I always said this because of what um, Chris said. He's he's not the the most premier edge rusher out there, uh, but he's had his years. Melvin Ingram.
2: I good one.
1: I like Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Um, so that was another name. There's a lot. There's a lot of edge rushers out there, um, or defensive line uh, at least.
2: I got a question yeah. for y'all though, real quick. And this is somebody. He's a, he is a free agent. And speaking of Tampa Bay, there, y'all will probably know who I'm talking about in a second. But he said, "Yes, I would like to stay in Tampa Bay and stay in this offense, but I would also like to make my money too." That goes to my question too. How much would you be willing to pay? For Chris, for Chris Godwin to be on the wide receiver core for the Titans?
1: I would pay him the same amount, if not, a little bit more that we would pay – the Titans to pay Corey Davis. I think Chris Godwin's just a tad better than Corey Davis. Um, I think Chris Godwin's a stud. I wanted him when he came out of college. Just I watched him a lot at Penn State. I did too. James Franklin, but
0: – I'd pay him um, like $5 million less than I would pay Allen Robinson. Yeah.
2: Allen's going to be the, a price. And, and, He's and definitely I see Chris price. Godwin
0: – Chris Godwin is probably the number two wide receiver on the market behind A. Rob. I think there's that. Chris Godwin made seven
2: hundred ninety eight thousand dollars this year. That's That's all, Chris Godwin. That is seven hundred ninety eight thousand dollars.
0: You know, another name I want to throw out there to you guys that I I actually almost added this uh, guy to the list. Had a huge breakout season last year for the New Orleans Saints, Uh, and that's Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, man. I I was going to put that. Does, does he not kind of feel like a Titans guy? Like, I mean, the, the guy had, what, 13 sacks, I think, last year? Um, and nobody's really talking about him. I mean, he's y'all, a free agent. Did y'all
1: ever, like, actually, like, watch him play particularly? Like, just, like, zone in on Trey Henderson? Like, he doesn't wear gloves. Like, he's just, like, the most unflashy guy on the field. He's just, like, yeah. a football guy. Um, he's a massive human being, though. So, and, I'm not opposed, Chris. I mean, Woody had like 14 sacks last year.
0: Thir- 13 and a half. I
1: just yeah, looked. man. Something crazy.
2: One so. name I think that's one name that has been mentioned a lot, that I think is, I think a lot of people are iffy on it. And that's Matthew Judon. And to see if he actually comes to Nashville or not, There's, he's been linked a lot to possibly being in Nashville.
1: I'll pass. I'm good on Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. A, a
2: lot of people are saying that they would pass. They oh, really are. Man. I know Mike Miracles is not a name. He's just
0: not a name that excites me at all. Ooh, not at all. I agree. I think if um, it's three years ago
2: it does, it probably excites you, but now he's twenty nine. So
1: yeah. See, but the pre scares me. I just don't want that to be another John Robinson miss where he comes in, he's just not all that like he was in Pittsburgh. Was it was it people said it was TJ Watt that helped him yeah. um get his sacks and of course coming off the ACL, can you get him for a little bit cheaper than I do it? But
2: so do you do you bring in a guy that helps Harold get his sacks, or do you think Harold helps the guy that we bring in to get their sacks? Both.
0: I think yeah. I think they got yeah it's got to be a, a hand in they hand. help each other yeah you scratch my back I'll scratch yours because this thing. is so the year
1: this is the year Harold's got to – either either the Titans go get a, a big fish pass rusher or if they get just a couple guys then it's Harold's it's it's Harold's room still I mean,
0: yeah, yeah I think gotta, I think in the last episode Austin you and Rhett were going back and forth talking about how Harold Landry is kind of our current Derek Morgan right yes. And look at how much better Darren Morgan played when he had a ratco across. Yeah. Game. Like, we need that situation times 10. Like, yeah, that's what
2: needs to happen. And question, too, like on the back side of the defense, I mean, do you – I know, Chris, that you've talked about it a lot. But do you – I mean, where do you go at safety? Do you keep Picaro, Or do you try to look somewhere? Do you draft somebody? Where do you go? Because, obviously, Kenny Picaro did not look the same Kenny Picaro last season.
0: Yeah, I think Kenny's gone. I mean, I, I don't think it's a question. And I'm a huge Kenny Kenny Vaccaro fan. Um, I think he's gone. I think him and Humphries are, are pretty much the shoe ends to be
2: cut. I think Humphries is out for sure. Um, has to be at least gone. you would think. Yeah. I, I think
0: the only concern with cutting Humphries is is uh, the health situation. Like, they've got to make sure he's healthy before they cut him or there's, like, you know, major grievances that could be filed and stuff like that. Yeah. But – um. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think Hooker's probably your your starter going into next year, unless you draft somebody high. And I don't see I don't see safety being the draft priority at this point. That could change with with what happens in free agency, but
2: I mean, yeah, because you could still use Krukshank, but he's he's such a good special teams guy, and he hasn't even stayed healthy either. Um, so I think that I think Hooker would probably slide in that starting role, like you said. But you'd have to look for depth sooner or later. But it wouldn't be till late, late in the draft if you do it.
1: I think a guy that's going to get a lot of a lot of buzz just because of who he is is Patrick Peterson. Um, If the Titans end up doing moving on a you know a Dory or Malcolm like Chris wants, um, I don't. It's not what I want.
0: I just think it happens. I think one of them happens.
1: Patrick Peterson is somebody I think. I mean, why would you not want that guy in your locker room? Oh my gosh. Um,
0: So let me ask you this: Let's say you move on from both Malcolm and a Dory, you re-sign Desmond King. And you sign Patrick Peterson? Are you happy with
2: that? I am comfortable. I'm comfortable.
0: comfortable. Yeah.
1: I'm not. I'm not happy because I do think I think Malcolm deserves another year. I just think he mm-hmm. he was the I think the best defender on the team last year, um, at times at least. So I would be upset that he's gone because I don't think he deserved to be cut. But money wise, I get why. Yeah. But if you sign Patrick Peterson, and you move Fulton over, and Desmond King, I'm comfortable with it. But yes, that's strong. I'm yeah, that's strong. You. Yeah, I'm not upset too, with like, it.
2: If you if you Cut a guy like Adori; he is picked up immediately because of the skill set that he has. But I think so. My question to y'all would be: if it comes down, if you are sitting in John Robinson's chair and you are looking with at both guys across from you, and you have Adori and Malcolm, which one do you look at to say, okay, one of you's got to go? I mean, who do you go with from there? If you have to actually pick between the two, one stay and one leave.
0: I mean, I think based on, on last year, you keep Malcolm. Yeah. Um. But we also know a is uh, capable of being an elite corner in this league. Yeah. <clears throat> this I, you know, I, I, think I don't. Th- I haven't seen this discussed, and I don't know how this would work because technically, you're not cutting a Dory, You're rescinding the fifth year, right? Um. So is there a possibility of a comp- compensatory pick? Because uh, would you for a would Dory you take if, that
2: much of a hit if you? Re- rescind that fifth year? How much of a hit do you take, if
0: much at all? You don't. His he's wiped what off saying. the books.
2: Yeah. So I mean, so it's it's that, not like
0: you're actually cutting him. So I wonder that, be, that could be that could be a possibility value. that that they think about too. If if there is a chance of a compensatory pick for a Dory by rescinding that fifth year uh, fifth year option, then that may swing the fence too to to cutting it or getting rid of a Dory over Malcolm.
2: If you get rid of a Dory. Do you think there's still room to re-sign Desmond and maybe go get a Pat Pete, or would you have to heavily restructure a I mean, contract I th- I th- of like Malcolm Butler's? I think, to keep those I think two? Devin's Desmond
0: Desmond King's very attainable. I mean, I don't I don't think slot corner's pretty undervalued in the you're NFL. Probably, you're uh, probably for,
1: looking at five six mil. I, yeah. I off the top of my head, I could be wrong. I,
0: yeah, I would say I would say probably right around five. Uh, that's kind of what I've been thinking through the whole process. Um, so I mean I think I think Desmond's more than attainable. Uh, you can you can keep him and, and and it wouldn't be too much of a burden. I'm right,
1: gonna throw out a couple um, other names real quick. Um, always the possibility of having Kleiny come back. There's that. Um, Marvin Jones Jr., William Jackson the third, uh Romeo Cora from the Lions, and another name that I think I like him. I liked him out of college a lot. And he had a great year last year, Leonard Floyd from the Rams. Yeah. What's I the, would uh,
2: love Marvin Jones, but I think him and A. Rob are both probably going to be just a little too high for what they well, want to
1: do. Not Marvin Jones. Uh, you're probably thinking Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones. Oh, would, I'm sorry, he, i sorry, I'm Kenny Galladay. That's my fault. Jones would be kind yeah, of cheaper. Yeah, Yeah,
2: Kenny Galladay would be too much, but Jones would be nice. Because Jones I mean, it, was a and, and Jones two and Galladay got hurt for those five weeks. Jones feels
0: like uh, uh, the exact type of wide receiver you want opposite AJ. Like, his, his style of play and stuff kind of fits. You got
1: it. You, you, if if, that, if you bring in Marvin Jones, you lose Corey Davis, and you bring in Marvin Jones, you got to get a guy like Curtis Samuel and then you got to you got keep John Like, you, Yeah. I'm I mean just not – I'm not comfortable with
0: – If Corey's gone, you're really replacing Corey and, and Humphreys.
2: Like, yeah, for sure. You're filling
0: two and three. Um, yeah. Yes. As, as it's much. a huge,
2: huge offseason.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's huge. Massive. I mean, this is gonna like th- this and, off season. You
0: either- know, a bad uh-huh. off season from J-, J. Rob last year could be a blessing in disguise, because they're gonna make sure they nail it this off season. I, I agree.
1: Because listen, we'll the, you're talking,
2: you're talking, you're talking the next five, six years down the road. This off season alone, the,
1: this off season is going to let us know if the Titans' window is still open or it's closing dramatically. Uh, yeah. Because the AFC is getting a lot better, a lot better. Um, the Bills, teams are making moves. Maybe the Dolphins, you know, the it's Browns.
0: I don't want to make this comparison because of the negative, uh, the negative relation that could happen. But, like, Titans went to an AFC Championship game, and then the next year won the division, had, had the best record they've had in forever, right? Predators went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then next year won Presidents Cup, had the, one of the best records they've ever right. had. You gotta you gotta flip the script. You can't go the way the, the predators have gone. Um you, you gotta keep that window open. And I think I think Jay Robbs is gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that happens. So I think so too.
2: And I Chris, I know that I know that you're you're probably or I know that you will disagree on this one, but I, I don't think the coach or any team to mess with next year. I don't think I'm not saying that Wentz will be the same two, 2017 Wentz that he was, but I still think that he has I mean, I've seen people saying on Twitter that this will be a cakewalk for the Titans next year. It's an easy division. It's it's not a cakewalk by any means. I don't feel like that because I think that Wentz can really bring something to that Colts team.
0: And and just to clarify for the podcast, my my opinion is that Carson Wentz doesn't move the needle beyond what 2020 Phillip Rivers does. I don't think Wentz is better than Phillip Rivers was last year.
1: The Colts Super Bowl odds didn't move, if that tells you anything.
0: And, and Vegas knows better than anybody. Let's be honest. Like, so <laughs> uh, it, it's. Uh, I just don't think it moves the needle. I mean, it, yeah, it moves the needle beyond uh, who they had on their roster currently. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I I don't think they're a cakewalk by any means. They're not going to be a cakewalk as long as they have that defense and as long as Darius Leonard is on the field. Like those kind yeah. of guys are going to be the difference maker in a game. I don't think they're better right now than they were last year. Uh, the Titans aren't better than they were last year, oh. by any means. I mean, we, we're we're losing some some key pieces as of right now. But, again, I just don't think he moves the needle as much as some people think he does. If I Andrew
2: think... Luck is still on that team, we're talking about what do the Titans need to do to get above Indianapolis because this would probably be a Super Bowl caliber team if Andrew Luck was still in Indianapolis.
1: For sure. Thank
2: God he's not. Yeah. Because we'd never – uh, we'd still probably lose every single game to him if we played. Dog,
1: him. that is still one of the most insane stats ever. Yeah. I That's, did
0: see just to just to wrap this up, I did see some speculation from uh, some national riders today. I think two different ones, that uh, they could still see the Colts drafting the first round uh, quarterback. Um, which well, which tells see, me could you, you imagine
1: yeah. what that does to Carson Wentz if that happens? I, I mean yeah. Oh my god, I would love it. Now, look, <laughs> if they if they go
2: if they, go quarterback, if they go quarterback and all those receivers go early, uh, please hand me Christian Barrymore on a platter at 22 Dude, and send it what? right to the defensive line. No please kidding. go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're getting some more draft talk here in a couple weeks. But, yeah, this is just kind of all the latest news that's been happening with the Titans. But, um, again, stop what you're doing. Follow us on Twitter at Second Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Boys, it's been fun. Good to see you guys. And we'll do it again here soon. Um, For Brett, for Chris, my name is Austin Nelson.
2: As always, tighten up. Tighten up.